I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And if you've missed earlier in the show, we uh, we had Joe Trippi, a Democratic strategist, uh, on the phone with us. Uh, he's been on the show a number of times. And uh, we spent a little bit of time talking about staffing. Uh, it's, a, it's a term I use a lot, uh, especially at my house. We talk about good staffing and we talk about bad staffing. Uh, and that comes uh, from from my time in Washington, where I saw lots of good staffing and bad staffing. Uh, so what I mean by that is, you know, good staffing is the person who is anticipating what that member of Congress is going to need long before they know they're going to need it, uh, or something that we call being in the fingerprint business of uh, just being able to observe what needs to be done, getting it done, and not making a fuss about it, calling attention to yourself. Uh, just doing the job and and making it all happen. Uh, So an example of that, many of you will remember a few years ago when uh, you had Florida Senator Marco Rubio was giving the Republican response to a uh, uh, State of the Union address from Barack Obama, who was then president. And you'll remember that partway through that response, suddenly uh, Senator Rubio uh, had a very, very, very dry mouth and no water. So he literally had to reach <laughs> by himself out of the screen to get some water uh, so he could continue the speech. That was bad staffing. Staffers should have been way ahead of that. They should have had him hydrated well before he uh, walked into the studio to deliver that response to the State of the Union from President Obama. Uh, so that was a, a good example of bad staffing. Uh, you can see good staffing when you'll see a member of Congress who will be right on message, who will know, you know, what needs to happen next. And, and so we kind of couch everything at my house in terms of good staffing or bad staffing. Did, were you helpful? Were you out in front? Were you quick to observe what needed to be done? And then did you make it happen? Uh, and as I mentioned, this all brings us to this uh, idea of those in the fingerprint business is what I like to call it. And we live in this world that is very much a look-at-me kind of world. We're always uh, looking at folks who are drawing attention to themselves. And uh, it's sort of this offshoot of a very childish trait of being very self-absorbed and self-promoting. It's almost become a a near requirement in the digital age. If you look at many of the influencers, it's all about, you know, watch me eat my breakfast. (laughs) Or, you know, I'm going to walk down the street now. Uh, make sure you you uh, tune in. And that's the opposite of the fingerprint business. That's the opposite of good staffing. Uh, and my favorite people in the world are people who are great staffers, uh, regardless of what their position is. Uh, that's something else you should know. Uh, some of the best staffers are people in very high positions. And they're the ones that are very low maintenance, uh, no diva action required, and these uh, these folks who are able to really reflect the light rather than try to grab it, uh, who who can elevate the performance of others rather than just uh, tout their own. It's the servant leader uh, who promotes the success of the team while deflecting the praise, you know, for their own talent or leadership. 
And to me, no one's more influential. Nobody has a, a more lasting legacy than the master fingerprinters, the, the great staffers. And uh, I remember reading uh, some time ago uh, something that my uh, my good friend, uh, Reverend Teresa Deer, uh, wrote in one of her books. Uh, she talked about this idea of continuing to serve not for the compensation, but because of the cause, uh, the belief and the assignment, uh, because you have an opportunity to serve others uh, without recognition. You can demonstrate that you have the, capaci- the capacity to, to really serve and add value to others. So... A number of years ago, uh, I started giving out an award. It's an award I've given in all kinds of different organizations over the years, uh, but it's the Fingerprint Award. And I would give that award to a member of the team who had done something behind the scenes that had great influence, that added value or or really made a difference. Uh, Sometimes it would uh, be a line or a phrase that suddenly everyone was using to frame an issue without attribution. That was always our key to success. Uh, sometimes it was that the uh, team member had elevated a colleague in front of a customer or a constituent. Sometimes it was creating a unique experience for a, a VIP or even better for someone uh, who never would have expected that kind of royal treatment. Uh, I obviously have a, a great appreciation for great editors, uh, ghost writers, who understand the necessary but rarely recognized work of helping somebody uh, really deliver something of value to the public. Uh, One such uh, professional wrote, everybody you work with has their own voice. And if you do your job well enough, even their closest friends or their partner of 40 years isn't going to recognize the fingerprints of a ghostwriter. And that's good staffing. Uh, Those are fingerprints. And being willing to set your own ego aside and and work to elevate others, uh, that I always call that very fingerprinty. And I love that. Uh, I happen to know one editor who is uh, is so good at being fingerprinty uh, that in his professional and personal life uh, he could he could be uh, classified as a as a man of mystery. He's so good at it, uh, but his influence is tremendous because of it. He's not worried. He's not worried about getting credit for everything. He's just worried about having influence and making a difference. And the thing that we have to remember is that power. Power works by division and subtraction, where influence works by multiplication. In other words, if I have a, uh, a power of 10 and decide I'm going to share that power with nine other people, then suddenly my power goes down. It gets smaller. But if I'm influencing and suddenly I influence 10, I've, I've expanded my reach. And that's what great staffers do. That's what people in the fingerprint business do. And if you look really closely, every once in a while, you can catch a a fingerprinter. Not very often. They're really good at being behind the scenes and under the radar. Uh, But sometimes you can can catch it. It'll be that little knowing smile on their face, uh, recognizing that they made a difference without anyone else knowing. Speech writers, again, uh, see this often, watching their boss deliver the, the perfect line. Uh, or to you know just really rev up an audience just the right way, or 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 often you see a parent, a parent watching their child perform at their best at a concert or an athletic event, a uh, a cook uh, looking on from the kitchen while the server gets credit for the fine dining experience. Uh, it's the teacher 
observing the struggling student stand with confidence in front of their peers. All of those are great fingerprint, great staffing moments. Uh, I've seen that with uh, people in uh, the visual ed profession and in newspapers and print magazines. Uh, of course, we experience that here at, uh, at KSL News Radio every day with our awesome board operators like Amber and our great uh, production folks. Uh, and even the great Jeff Kaplan, who wanders in here before 3 o'clock uh, to leave a few fingerprints uh, on the show. Just to listen to you, Boyd. <laughs> uh, we also have great producers. Uh, Kelly and uh, and Bella do an extraordinary job behind the scenes staffing the show uh, to make it all happen. And it's it's very fingerprinty. Uh, but I, I keep on my desk really the ultimate uh, charge of the, the great staffers, the great fingerprinters. It's actually a, a plaque that Ronald Reagan had on his desk in the Oval Office. It, it could be the fingerprinter's creed. It says, there is no limit to what a person can do or where he can go, as long as he doesn't mind who gets the credit. So we all would do very well to watch for the great staffers, the fingerprinters. Uh, They make it all happen, and I'm very grateful for them. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to KSL News Radio's Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.